0: Block TALK RADIO FINALLY!
1: FINALLY! Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy
2: Savage, you are nothing but garbage,
3: yeah.
4: again going through those ropes
1: uh-huh. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass.
4: Franchise the WCW, the Crow, the Vigilante. The man's got more nicknames and he's got title wins, and he's got a lot of title wins. It's showtime. I'm your host, Chris Rucker. Uh, we got calls already, which I'm happy about because my boy, Marty Vasquez, is actually going to be running a little late today. He had a meeting to get to, so I'm going to go to this first call. I don't really recognize the number, but let's see who we got. Hello, you're on boot to the face. Hey, how's it going? All right, how's it going? You have no idea who this is, do you? I don't. I can I can barely hear you. I can barely make it out. It's hoop. Oh, what's up, hoop? How you doing? I'm doing good. How, how, how's how's everything going? Everything's good, man. I literally just jumped on. I got uh. Another call that's on here too. I think it it probably looks like Joe. I think so. I'll get to Joe uh, after I talk to you for a second. So boots to faces live. Like I said, Marty's gone, but we got everything on the agenda from AEW to Mandy Rose's new gimmick to the women's tag titles to Becky Lynch being more over than anybody I've seen in years. To where Kenny Omega's going. Uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Uh, let's talk about anything and everything, man. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch SmackDown,
5: uh, though I did watch some clips, but uh, I did get to watch Raw, and I'm loving what's going on with AOE, AEW, so where do, you, where do you want to start?
4: Well, i tell you, this is what I'm going to do. Since uh, Marty's not here, I'm going to make you my official co-host until he gets here. So... We are going to take a call oh. from the 608 area code, which is more likely our boy Joe. What's up, boys? What's up, Joe? How you doing?
1: Pretty good. Hey, How are you guys doing? What's going on, Hoopy?
4: Not a whole lot,
0: man. Just hanging in there.
1: That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, we we got we got a lot we can dissect here. I mean, literally, because I mean, I was uh, I I took the time and I watched Raw. Um, I watched it on Hulu, so I didn't get to see the whole version. And so, uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. So, what, what are your feelings about the the, the decision to go with Tim Balor and re, and remove Braun out of the equation here? I'm I'm kind of I'm interested in your thoughts, Mister Rutgers, and you also hoop.
4: Well, um, I like it. I'm. Uh, it's no secret that I'm not a. A Braun fan. I think uh I think the matches between him and Brock are just so slow and 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 I love heavyweight title matches, but I just don't think they mesh together. Um I'm not per se a Finn Balor fan, but I, I like Finn Balor if that makes sense. I think it'll be cool to see him try to chop the big the big tree down from Canada, but I don't see him winning. Now if he does win, my God, that'd be that would be fantastic because then you got the belt off of Brock, and and the way I look at it, when you got when you got guys the size of Brock and Braun, it takes such a, a superhuman type effort from somebody like Finn or Rollins or Elias or, or guys that size in order to beat them, and so getting the title off of them and getting it on somebody that's that's a little smaller but not as small as Finn Balor, I think it's a good thing, but if Finn can Oh, man, he's a made man. Hopefully, he won't have to relinquish the title the next night again, like he did last time, and and he'll be off to the races. The real question is whether not St. Fowler is coming to the Rumble or the Demon is coming. To the
5: Rumble. I think it's going
4: to be the Demon. You know, that's my. Uh... I mean... go,
1: go ahead, Hook. No, go ahead,
5: Hook. I I just want to jump in there. Um, first thing, I'm glad you said that because I I agree. I think at this point, uh, we haven't seen the Demon in quite some time. And if we don't see the demon, and I I think I've said this before, but if we don't see the demon um, show up at the rumble to face Brock, then, uh, then I, then I don't think there's ever going to be a plan to, to, to bring the demon out again. Um, Because I think, I think if you unload the demon, um, then all hell is going to break loose in that stadium. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, to answer your question, Joe, I, I also, I love the decision to go with Finn um, because while I'm also not a, uh, a big Finn fan, I think, uh, you know, he's the first Universal Champion. Um, he never got to have a run with that title. I'd like to see what he can do with it. And I, I would like to see the Universal title, you know, being more of a, a mainstay of Monday Night Raw rather than just a, uh, you know, a show, you know, that we get every once in a while.
1: Right, and and I was reading reports that uh, Dave Meltzer had talked about that supposedly the plan all along was Finn Balor against uh, Brock Lester, that Brock, Brock wanted to work with Finn Balor. So uh, obviously, you know, that's a good thing because if that report is accurate, then uh, they recognize something there. And Paul Heyman is probably one person also there that is probably – a key factor in this because he, he no matter how much people don't see it, Paul Heyman's an influential person in the w w e in some way shape or form, or uh, in certain people that work with Brock. And Brock chooses who he works with. So in this case, it it, it it'll be awesome if they if they make the decision to, okay, let's bring out the demon. Let's put on the show. And let's give the people something unexpected the w w e is talking about making changes, shaking things up, and what better way to do it than bring out the demon and actually let him have a run have the run that he didn't get to have because of the injury
4: no. i agree i agree
5: um, yeah i think we're all on the same page there um you know uh and and I agree with Rucker's assessment too the uh you know, we've seen the uh, the Braun Brock thing, and I know it was kind of there was the uh, the attack angle and stuff like that. But I just I'm I'm not seeing Braun Strowman as a guy that I want to see make a run. With. Um, if it's if it's going to be Strowman and, and Lesnar, then then I'll take Len, Lesnar any day. But you know, when you put now you got the Demon in there, and I'd really like to see what he's going to do. I'm, I I don't think Braun can have a good match with Brock. That chemistry is just not there. But I think Vin Valor is going to be like uh, the Daniel Bryan, when he faced Brock Lesnar, he was all over the place and, you know, gave him a good run. And, you know, there was a few points there where you thought, holy crap, they're going to let Daniel Bryan, you know, beat Lesnar. And it didn't happen, but I think uh, it set up a good uh, expectation of a really good fight with uh, with Balor.
0: Mm.
5: So to to go uh, off point
1: here for a second, so I was reading a report um on twitter and I, I know rucker you know sometimes with some of the accounts that report things he i love, I love when you say i'll believe it when i see it that's awesome in, in the case it's like you you stick to your beliefs 100 percent and i admire that so so i was reading the report that the revival is asking for their release so a scenario here if that actually happens that they actually do get their release. So what is that going to mean basically now from the future where people now have an option now and they're taking it seriously to where they have the option. It's like, okay, AEW is an option to go to. So why don't we actually give it a shot? And if all different people start dropping out to where they want to be released out of their contracts and they end up, sitting the 90 days that usually the contracts do and and they do end up making a switch and w- what is that going to look like basically say one year from now
4: well first thing i want to say is uh fuck the revival and then <laughs> i want to <laughs> i want to welcome in my co-host a bearded master marty himself marty nice of you to show up uh get here when you can i guess
2: I mean, I have been here the whole time, but I've been on hold because everyone else jumped on and somebody doesn't read my messages. But so it's all good. Hey, that, I got
1: it. That's
4: not a bad thing that we actually have callers oh, coming oh, in, Marty.
2: And,
1: uh, and he actually does read his messages because I did message him before he came on the air. He promptly answered me within like two minutes. Oh, so he reads well, your
2: messages, but not mine. I got you. I so,
1: them. <laughs> <disclosure,
4: laughs> Before I started recording, I was on Irish Whip with uh with Josh and JP and and they are just a fucking riot over there. Like we just we just laughed the whole time. I don't know if people would like the dynamic the three of us have because we're all kind of older as far as wrestling goes. But I was with them, so I was kind of on and off my phone. So that is my bad, Marty. I just saw the the nine thirty text, but you did tell me you were gonna be late today, so. I assumed you were going to be dead. I mean, but I didn't say I was going to be
2: late. I said, I, I, I said, hey, can we push it 30 minutes to make sure I, I have plenty of time? And then you're like, well, I'm going on. So I'm like, you know what, fine. I, I will be there. I was hoping for a little bit of free extra time after I got in my regional meeting.
5: But it's cool. I got it. But
2: now that you guys have made a stop for me to jump on in, I'm going to go back and, and a few comments ago you guys were talking about whether or not we see the, the Demon versus Brock at uh, Royal Rumble. And I'm going to come out and say it fuck no i do not want to see the demon versus brock i love the demon character i think it's fantastic i think it'll be amazing if it ever goes along the storyline with brock lesnar but this first time the fact they have put in two words and on screen that vince mcmahon doesn't believe in valor that nobody believes in valor i think if you put the demon to come out there and he beats or even does well against brock you have fully The fact that he said, and and Valor uh, just put validity to the fact that he said that nobody believes in in Valor, that they had to have demon come out. And I think that that's ridiculous. I think you need to have Finn Balor come out as Finn Balor with his ass. I think Finn Balor is a better performance superstar than Daniel Bryan will ever be. And the fact that they let Daniel Bryan have that kind of oh shit match at Survivor Series, I think they need to give that to Valor. And I hope that they give Valor the title. And I would think it even better the fact that I will be there to watch Balor win his title back.
4: Uh, Joe, I had to I had to mute you, man. It was all kind of wind noise coming in. Um if you can find a, a better spot for it, let me know. Uh text me. I read those. <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely agree, man. I think um I I, I wanna see the demons. Because if he, if he wins against Lesnar, I love it. If he loses against Lesnar, it'll be unexpected. Because if Finn comes out, what's everybody going to think? Everybody going to think that Lesnar's going to win. If the Demon comes out, what's everybody going to think? Everybody's going to think that Finn's going to win. So I kind of want them to go the opposite of whichever one it is. If the Demon comes out, I want to see Lesnar win. And if Finn comes out, I want to see Finn win. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, it does. I I agree with you one hundred percent on that.
4: So Marty, uh we're kinda shooting from the hip right now. Um, what do you want to get into this week?
2: Um well I mean we we talked a little bit earlier. We talked so we brought up uh you know, we talked about Ballard and Rollins, uh Ballard and Brock, uh I guess the biggest news or the thing that came out of the Raw this week was the Raw Women or the Women's Tag Team Championship. I think we could start there and kinda of just work our way down. Uh two things. One, what do you think about the women's tag team division? And two, what do you think about those belts?
4: The division, um I think it can be good. I think it can work. My favorite thing about it was the announcement that the uh the women's champions will be crowned in a six-way match between Raw and SmackDown competitors meaning um meaning that the the titles are going to float so we're not going to add Raw tag titles and SmackDown tag titles cuz I, I think we just have too many titles at one time um and i think if they do it that way it won't water down the tag division as much because besides you got riot squad you got uh absolution you got uh Sasha and Bailey and then you kinda got Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Whoa, 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 that... whoa, whoa, hold on.
2: Did you say absolution?
4: Isn't that their name? No,
2: yeah. no, 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 no. That was their name when they had Page. Their names now are Fire and Desire. And let's make sure we name that because it's damn right.
4: Oh, I thought they were called The home records, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Wow,
2: um, you went there with it. I mean, I'm just saying,
4: oh, it's, See, it's gonna be a lot. That topic is gonna get a lot, of, <laughs> get a lot better once, we, once not, we go through up. these phone calls. Um,
2: um, all right, then we can do
4: that, but yeah, I think, I think as far as the tag titles go, man, it's gonna be good because, like I said, it's gonna float the titles in between, which further leads to my prediction that I think. Um, the match between Becky and Ronda is going to be a unification of the titles at WrestleMania. I think Becky's winning the title at the Royal Rumble. I think some kind of way her and Ronda are going to face each other at WrestleMania, Raw title versus SmackDown title, they're going to unify it, and then you'll have tag titles and a women's title that goes between both brands because, let's be real, the numbers don't add up between the women and the men on Raw and SmackDown, and there's just not enough time to add more women to it and and keep everybody relevant. So why not just have a women's title and a women's tag title?
2: Yeah, I was, uh, to be honest, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, I've already voiced the fact that I think it's going to be Becky versus Ronda for title versus title. Um, probably going to have Charlotte or somebody else interjecting after the fact that they were Royal Rumble winner. Be thrown in there also. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- when it comes to tag team belts, the fact they only name one title that's great because we're not going to get a watered down division out of it, and it's going to go from t- from from division to division or brand to brand, which is great. But I also think of the fact that if they do a unification of title, and they go the route of uh, Becky, winning it, obviously Charlotte's going to continue to go for that belt, or I uh, know Charlotte, uh, Ronda and then they showcase them continually on SmackDown. We do have SmackDown going to Fox this year, and that's definitely going to bring attention, mainstream attention at that, to that SmackDown roster and that mainstream primetime airing that they're going to have also.
4: Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, we got a call coming through. I believe this is our boy I'm That Hoop on Twitter. I'm That Hoop. Good dude here. Hoop, how you doing? Welcome back. Oh,
5: welcome back. I'm, I'm I'm good, man. How you doing?
4: It sounds a lot better. I didn't I didn't mean to so rudely like disconnect with you earlier, but there was a lot of noise going on in the background. No, that, no, no,
5: no, that's okay. Going, I know bro? we uh struggle for a connection. What's that?
2: How's it going, brother?
5: Oh, it's doing good, man. I'm uh, I'm hype, man. We're just a couple weeks out at the Rumble and uh just uh, it's gonna be an amazing weekend, man. I can't wait.
4: So breaking news, people listening to Boot to the Face, two thirds of this conversation are gonna be at the Royal Rumble this year. Um I briefly yeah. had plans to go, but that uh I put the kibosh on that myself. Um But yeah, you guys excited about the Royal Rumble? What are y'all most looking forward to? At the Rumble. Hoop you go first. So, i I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to rein this in where everybody's not talking over each other.
5: No, that's fine. Um uh... Um, I, I guess right now I'm I'm looking forward to uh um the the rumble matches obviously. I kinda like those. Um I've just got a little more excited for uh Lesnar and uh, Balor. I wasn't looking forward to Strowman at all as I was just uh, uh saying. Um but the the one I'm really looking forward to I think is Oscar and Lynch because I, I'm really interested to see where they go with that. Um I think that's gonna be a real defining moment. Um, and what they're going to do with Becky Lynch in the women's division with Rousey and, and all that. And the Oscar Lynch thing, I, I think is going to be very telling of, of that story. So that's probably what I'm most excited for. Um, but man, I love a good Royal Rumble match and I, I'm really excited to, to, to see the women's and the men's. So. Marty. Um, yeah. I mean,
2: I'm more excited about the, the event now. The fact that, Braun, for the most part, at the moment, isn't involved in the Universal title match. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Finn Balor. Uh, Balor is one of my favorite fighters. Uh, I mean, for us,
6: between the two of us,
2: you know, he is on my uh, my fantasy team. So that works for both points. And if he wins for the belt, that gives me even more points. So I'm happy about that, clean sweep. Uh, but I just – I want Brock to lose the belt, but I also – The fact that he loses it to somebody I want to see him lose it to is even better, and that's great. Uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, that's going to be fantastic. Uh, But the fact that the Royal Rumble has always kind of been one of the shows on my buck list, uh, that's going to be fantastic. I mean, I've always been a fan of the Royal Rumble. Just so much excitement and and not knowing what's exactly going to happen there, even when you anticipate it. You never know what's going to happen. And so I'm completely excited for both the women and the men's Royal Rumble to see what happens. Who shows up? Uh, the outcomes are gonna. It's, you know, it's just a good time, and the fact that it's one of the greatest wrestling events out there, and I get to be there live, is gonna be fantastic.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I went to uh, I went to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio a couple of years ago, and um, you know, watch it on the TV is great because there's anticipation. But the the energy inside that stadium with everybody standing on their feet when that clock starts winding down to who's coming out that curtain next um, is it's just a, an experience like no other. Um, there's a there's a reason the rumble is probably one of the top pay per views of the year, and and that's it because there's so much anticipation and everybody is just wants to know who, you know, who's next, who's who's coming out next. Yeah, and to go with that,
2: I cannot wait for that first 10 second countdown. I am gonna be so amped, so excited, and just be ready to go for that. It's gonna be exciting.
4: Well, I hope y'all have a great no time doubt. while I'm sitting here watching it on television. <clears throat> um, another big thing that happened this week was we got a new intercontinental champion, and I'm very excited about it. The Destroyer, Lashley. Uh, Marty, what are your thoughts on Lashley as your new intercontinental champ?
2: Well, one, most people, I think, know that I'm not the biggest fan of Lashley. Um, you, you know the fact wrong. that they've changed the it, <laughs> the fact that they've changed the title so many times over the last six months is kind of annoying. Uh, here we have the titles. We kind of been running the, in the the business for the last year, year and a half, and yet in the, you know between everyone that's held the belt, especially with Rollins, um, they really built up the belt as being the primary belt for Raw, and which essentially because Raw is in the WWE's highs higher than SmackDown, it's, it's been that premier belt. And the fact that they've had it change hands so many times between Ziggler and Rollins and Ziggler and Rollins and Ambrose and now Lashley, it's frustrating because, like, this is your primary belt and you're having to switch hands so many times. I get it's overcompensating for the fact the Universal title doesn't switch hands, but it's, it's annoying. And the fact that they give it to Lashley, I will say this, for who he is and what he's done, the size he is, he's definitely worthy of a title. Um, but when I look at it, I see Lashley with the IC title, I see Brock Lesnar with the universal title, and I see two behemoths that can't talk for themselves holding the two main titles on, those, on that brand. And that's, that's irritating, annoying, and frustrating that both, the, that both the main title holders there can't even talk for themselves and have to have people talking for them. And the fact that one Heyman is a legend and the great as he is, but then he had a legal rush on the other side. And, you know, given it's just it's it's annoying to me. Um, I don't think it's the right time to give him the belt. Uh, I thought that they were going to do it so they can have a storyline going forward with, with Ambrose and and Rollins and let all Rollins go towards maybe. And then just thinking about it now, maybe that's the case. Maybe this is releasing Rollins from the Ambrose storyline and going to have a feud with Ambrose and, and Lastly, so Rollins can go towards that Universal title. Um, I don't know, but I, I wasn't on board for him winning that belt.
4: Well, as usual, I have to rein everything in for this show because you are completely off base on this. First off, sometimes in pro wrestling, you don't have to be able to talk. Sometimes in pro wrestling, you just have to be able to whoop somebody's ass. And Lashley and Lesnar can both do that. Secondly, when it comes to Leo Rush and Paul Heyman... Paul Heyman is a quote unquote legend, and I say that because over the past two years, I think that Paul Heyman has just—he's been a—he's a, a, been how do I word this? It's been more of a uh, a momentary reaction. He's cut a couple of good promos here and there, which. Make you go back and watch a couple other promos and all of a sudden he's this lyrical genius when it comes to cutting promos. But if you watch Paul Heyman, you see the same repetitive dumbass promos over and over again just with different characters put in it. And that's my opinion on it. I'm not trying to diss Paul Heyman, but I just think he's getting way more credit than he did. I feel like he's been mailing in lately. Put it like that. That segment with him and Strowman and Lesnar when they were... On the screen a couple weeks ago Was awful Um, The last time he was out And he was talking about Strowman Was awful He hadn't really done anything well Since Samoa Joe choked him out in the corner And he was begging for his life I haven't been a fan of Heyman Leo Rush has actually changed his style up The past week or two He's been a lot more serious than he normally was No more laughing No more lashly As much as I love that It's been more of a Hey, this is my big brother, and we came here to fuck shit up, and that's exactly what they did. And I like the fact that he cheats for him. I love the ending of that match. It's gonna take an incredible effort by somebody to be able to beat not only Bobby Lashley but also deal with Leo Rush on the outside. So that'll be fun, which is why I think it's gonna be a lengthy, icy title reign. Probably the the longest icy title reign of recent memory, I think. So. It's only been a couple of days. Give it time. I know I just unloaded a lot on you, but I figured I'd, you know, get it right, plus lastly the man. Are you still there?
2: Yep, I'm still here. Uh, just just <laughs> comprehending what you just said and uh uh yeah, I just we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I just don't. I mean, the fact that we went from two weeks ago from Lashley, you know, smacking his ass on a continual basis as a, gimm- as a gimmick and a comedy act. And I mean, I know he's a badass. I know he can destroy people. I just – I'm not sold on him being the nice title right now. And I thought that Ambrose getting that belt was fitting. And I felt that he should have had the belt for a good time. Um, well, it's interesting because it's trying to figure out who's going to have that belt for you – know, or how long he's going to have the belt, who's going to – basically challenge him for that, whether it's going to be Ambrose or somebody else. Um, yeah, I just don't know. And, um, I mean, I get what you're saying, that that, lash led that or uh, Rush is coming out and, you know, they're a more serious role and they're just going to dominate and beat everyone's ass. Well, that's who he should have been from day one. But the fact that they've just gone back and forth and, and I just, I don't feel, la- to me, to be honest, I felt that Elias should have had an opportunity for a title before Lashley should
4: have. We got a a call from my 804 area code that's been holding for a minute, so I'm going to take them. Before I do that, I will say Lashley's gimmick with the slapping the ass thing was a couple weeks ago. I get what you're saying with that. But at the same time, Finn Balor was getting pinned by every Tom, Dick, and Harry... On the roster a couple weeks ago, and now we think he can beat Brock Lesnar. So let's be equal with what's been happening. WWE doesn't give a shit about what happened two weeks ago. All they want you to remember is what's happening right now. And right now, Bobby Lashley's your Intercontinental champion, and Finn Balor's the number one contender because he just pinned John Cena.
2: I mean, I'm not going to say no because they totally don't give a shit about what we think of what's happening. I mean, the fact that we're seeing things that. You know, two and three weeks ago, we um, we saw Rhino and Heath late, later again together, and you know, other stuff. It's like, wait a minute, didn't this just happen? And now all of a sudden, I mean, the fact that the whole the Finn Balor thing, and the fact that they're talking about how Balor never got a rematch, and we all saw the, You know, the Monday night after Roman won the belt, he gave him that opportunity. You know, and so the continuity with WWE has never been there, and never will be. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just I just felt that, that Elias has been performing longer and, and at a more higher level since he's since Lashley has been there and the fact that he's basically had Lashley's number the last few times, I think that he should have been the one to jump up ahead for that title shot before Lashley. And that's just where I come from on that one.
4: Well, I'm not
2: an Elias fan
4: and oh, I miss Roman Reigns. Eight oh four area code. Eight oh four. You are on Boot to the Face Radio.
3: What is up? It's Robert Custis.
4: What's up, Rob? Wow, first time How caller
3: doing?
4: doing good, yes, man. I How am. you doing?
3: Not not a first time listener, though. I've been listening to your podcast for a while and I wanted to few a lot of people that I really appreciate it.
2: Well, we do appreciate the continuous listening. That that's one thing, you know. We definitely appreciate that.
4: So, what you got tonight, Rob? What you want to hit on?
3: I'm I'm just keeping uh, listening to what y'all are saying while I was on hold for a little while. Lashley, he shouldn't be Intercontinental Champion right now, in my my honest opinion. He should be in a thin battle role at Royal Rumble. They've been oh, wow. him like crap. Yep, he don't need Leo Rush. We've all seen Lashley for years now. Last year's impact is building himself up. He could talk. He could get on the mic. He don't need Leo Rush.
4: You know, Robert, um, if you were sitting right here, right now, I would give you a hug because I completely agree with you. I've been wanting to see Lashley versus Lesnar for years. And I didn't even think about that, that they could have put Lashley in the in the Balor role right now and just have Lashley take the title off of him because Lashley could have matches with people like Finn Balor, Elias, Seth Rollins, and you wouldn't know who would win each one of them. So I, good good shit on you because I never even
3: thought about that. He's a beast for a reason. I mean, and it, it, it before he came, when he was in the first round in WWE, he was a beast then, but he didn't know I was talking to Mike. He got a TNA. They let him start to spread his wings and fly out. Look what happened. And now here you are again. I think WWE does does not know what they have in him. But if you give him a chance, give him the mic. Back in days, The Rock said what? I only need the mic for 30 seconds, and the man prospered. Give him a chance, man.
4: And you're right. Lashley was dope on the mic in uh, Impact his last, like, I mean, shit, he was the champ for almost two years, basically, until, until he decided to... I don't, Marty, I don't know if you watched Impact or not when Lashley was in there, but his, his run the last couple of years in Impact, man, was fantastic, which is why I was so excited about him coming to WWE.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't really watch TNA too much at that point, but I did follow it for the most part. So I did know that, you know, with Lashley's run and kind of along the lines of how that was going... So he was on my radar. I just didn't, I didn't really just tuned in D because it wasn't something I was I was
3: excited for at the time.
4: So right, mean, for me, per- we, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: For me personally, like right now, in this era of wrestling, you know, we all have lots of options with, with Impact, with WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and for me right now, it's hard for me to watch Raw for three hours. I work night anyway, so I'm going to miss at least an hour and a half of it. For me personally, it's not even worth me even watching on my Hulu. I wish they had the under two hours. And if, if you stare and put Lashley as the face of the company almost right now, you let him do what you got to do. I know you can't get by my odds. You got him in the Royal Rumble match. Let him beat Lesnar take Finn Balor out. You let him get through WrestleMania. That man could be the face of the company for the next three or four years, especially in his prime.
4: He definitely looks the part. Um, before we before we let you go, Rob, give me give me your Royal Rumble winners for the men and the women.
3: Well, for me personally, you good the men's right now. I'm really really in between. I really think Drew McIntyre can pull it off. When I would love to see something like that happen right now. You go to the women I say Charlotte But for me I'm, I'm not even really looking forward to the Royal Rumble You know I'm going to watch it I'm a WWE fan for life I'm a wrestling fan for life Like I'm a New Japan fan for life I'm going to watch it just to watch it But just one few years I'm not looking forward to it at all Whatsoever Wow really? Yes sir this Very the... disappointed Wow
4: I don't I don't know what to Very say about it. Like, this is the I first...
3: hey, I'll say personally, I, I'm I'm from Richmond, Virginia. All right, and I wouldn't mind seeing Mickey James really win it all from a personal standpoint.
4: Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you at, at all on that one, and my <laughs> wife will attest to that. So <laughs> I'm I'm completely on board with. Yeah, it's
3: um. I, I love wrestling. I love all forms of wrestling. But just, like, last year and a half or so, I think WWE has dropped the ball to the talent they have. They're finally starting to boost um, Andrade right now. for Rey Mysterio's matches right now are off the hook. But other than that, I have no – in my eyes, I don't have that much reason to, to invest in the product right now. The time that I need. Hey, Robert, I got a question for you. You you said that you kind of, like, of last
2: year and a half or so, you kind of been not really digging it or not really tuning in too much because it just hasn't really got your attention. I'm uh, just curious as to what exactly, uh, in your opinion, is kind of not really reached out to you or grabbed your attention as far as the WWE
3: product. Well, it's a time-wise. I mean, when, when Raw was two hours, you, there is more impact. You know, everything's together. It, it moved at a faster pace, and the storylines are better. Now, to me, in my opinion, the three hours you have right now, you're stretching it a little bit. You're stretching with storyline. What good storylines you're having? Your storylines get worse. Everybody gets pr- spread out too thin. I mean, that that's just me though. I uh,
4: I I kind of agree with you though because if you just look at the difference between Monday night and Tuesday night, SmackDown is so easy to watch, and that that one hour makes an incredible difference. Like I can, what I do is. I I turn on Raw about forty five minutes after it starts. That way I can kinda fast forward through the commercials and all the bullshit I don't wanna watch. But with SmackDown, at eight o'clock I turn the T V on and it 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 flies by. So I don't know if it's just the the wrestlers themselves and the way SmackDown is written, but they just feel like two completely different companies and one of the biggest reasons is the the one hour time difference between two and three hours, so I, I kind of agree with you on that one.
3: And also, SmackDown got Becky Lynch carrying the torch right now. It makes it a lot easier to deal with, too. Yeah, I Who's would there? agree with that, too. It's, 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 you mentioned Becky
2: Lynch. The fact that she pulled up this week in a limo, it just had that I run the show kind of feel to it, much like when, you know, during the 90s and 2000s when Austin would pull up, or, or The Rock would pull up, or something like that. they pull up in their own car, and then just this badass would get out of the car. And it was
3: just kind of reminiscent of that to start the show off, and it was fantastic. It's more Ric Flair-esque, so to speak. You know, he'd come back in, you come, as she says, she's the man, she owns it. And you look at it right now, the mic time she's getting, the ring time she's getting,
4: she's owning
3: her craft, she's starting to starting there make sure everybody, not only herself, but all of us starting to believe that she is the man, and she can whip anybody's ass on any given day.
4: Well, I've been believing it, and I love it. Robert, I appreciate you calling, man. Hopefully, uh this won't be the last time that we hear from you. Like I said, every every Wednesday night at 930, we're live, and and the number's up there, man. So... We appreciate the hell out of you listening so much and and the interaction on Twitter and and finally calling in, man. Thanks for for hanging out with us.
3: All right, y'all. Thank y'all for having me, and uh, I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all be good.
4: All right, bro. Peace out. Later. Look at that, Marty. We're getting bigger in the world, man. We got first-time callers coming in. I like it. And and I like the fact that he wanted Lashley to be your universal cha- That I didn't even think about that. How, do, how does that even work? We got um the next topic we'll get to. We're going to include Hoop in on it because Hoop's been, been in and out. He was going to fill in for you, and I've been kind of dicking him around, putting him on hold and whatnot. So it's cool with you, Marty. We're going to bring Hoop back in.
2: Fill in for me? You knew I was going to fucking be here. Damn, dude.
4: Just the the 30 minutes, man. You know, I can't can't do it by myself. Because the last podcast I I had by myself was the the Chris Rucker Show. Look, nobody wants to just hear me talk. So I had to get somebody to come and and bounce shit off of. Um, All right. Fair enough. Fair
5: enough.
4: Yeah. Hoop, next week is just me and you. Don't worry, Marty. Tell Marty about it.
5: Don't worry, Marty. When 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 uh, cool. when you're in town, we'll talk shit about Rucker.
2: And not only that, but if you guys if you want to pull that shit, we'll go live after the show, which is you and I, Hoop. I'm just saying we'll go live from Phoenix. I'm just
4: saying. Well, what the fuck hey. with that. i fucking password. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, you know what, dick Marty? Move, I got bro,
2: dick move. Hashtag Rucker's a dick. Throwing it out there now, damn dude. You bitch.
4: <laughs> I'm playing with drops now. I I <laughs> drop. So.
2: Oh shit. I'm mean, you about to get a are you about to get a Leo rust laugh out of me on that one. Oh
4: shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other uh big news of the week hoop and I want your opinion on this is the the quote unquote return to the attitude area You had Alexa Bliss in her dressing room with her top down. Well, holding her top up, and and some little nerdy guy walks in trying to give her coffee. And my <laughs> my favorite part of that was he tried to hand her the coffee, like here, drop your shirt and, and take the coffee. <laughs> yeah. And then you have uh, you have Mandy Rose doing her thing, which um, you know, people are complaining about the Mandy Rose thing, which I'll get into later. But the one ironic thing I think about Mandy Rose is she wears more clothes to the ring than what she had on in that hotel room with Jimmy Uso. But who, my my question to you is how are your feelings on WWE going to a more PG 14 TV 14 type program? I mean, it it wasn't the entire show. It was just a couple pieces in it. What is What are your thoughts on that?
5: I think they're fishing. I think they're fishing. I don't think, uh, I don't think that they're going to grab an audience with uh stupid little stunts like that. Um, we're in a, we're in a time now where, where that stuff just doesn't fly, especially when you got, you know, you just, you just lit the world on fire with uh, this whole women's movement and by women's movement, I'm talking about Becky Lynch um, because she has uh, single-handedly, I think taken um, women's wrestling up a notch, especially in the WWE um, and to, to pull a stupid little stunt, like the whole Alexa bliss thing. I mean, for one who walks into a, what guy walks into a female's locker room, um, you know, just opens the door and, and then walks in and then, and then hangs in out for defense, a second. Like here.
4: Defense, he did knock. I mean, he did knock and she didn't say anything.
5: Well, how many times have you knocked on a woman's door and, and they didn't answer and you just thought, well, I'll just cruise on in, you know? Um, and they didn't. I, I there wasn't anything showing in there. One, two, three,
4: four, five, five. six. <laughs> it depends on which door you're talking about knocking on, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, if she would have, if she would have been at the
1: handbra, it would
2: have totally been different. Right in,
5: just out there. Where if she you you wasn't doing the handbra thing, then that would have been different, man. You'd have, you'd have caught my attention a little bit more, but, but, there's. There, there was nothing there, um, especially with the, the Mandy Rose thing. I didn't see that because uh, I didn't watch SmackDown. Uh, haven't checked that out yet. But um, what they're doing with that and Alexa Bliss thing, I, I, I just I don't like it. I think it's cheap. I don't think it's going to work, um, and it's it's pointless.
4: I thought the I mean, Alexa I can, Bliss I part kinda was um, hold. On. I'll I'll ahead, I'll Hunter. just throw this in, Marty, and then I'll I'll let you go. I thought the Alexa Bliss segment was out of place and it it made no sense. Now, again, we're going to talk about Mandy Rose in in detail in a minute. I think her storyline is I don't think it's out of place. I think it's a part of her character. Like Mandy Rose is a hot little slutty looking blonde. I mean, that's what she does, right or wrong. So. I don't mind her segment that she had as much. I just, I just think the Alexa bliss part was just like out of place. Like it, it, it made no sense. There was no payoff to like, 100%. it. Was just, like, it was just basically, Hey, look, Alexa bliss doesn't have a shirt on. And so that made no sense. Uh, go ahead, Mario. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's cool.
2: Um, I know we got a lot going on and everyone wants to say something. Cause that's uh, cool. Um, Here's the thing. Everyone knows I'm a fan of Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss, I, but I do agree. I do think that they were fishing. I think that they're trying to grab additional attention. I think they're trying to say that they're maybe in a gray area as to where, what era they're, they're actually sitting in, um, but it was out of place. It didn't make sense. There was nothing that really led up to why that would happen. Uh, but when it comes to Manny Rose, I think that is one hundred percent a relevant storyline, not only to her character. Mm-hmm. Rucker, don't ever call, don't ever call her a slutty character ever again. Let's get that straight she real is. quick.
4: She tried to um, sleep with you, so he's married. No, she
2: did. try to sleep slut. with her. She didn't. And she and here's the thing: this is where people are going to get mad and upset about how she's doing and what she's doing. But it isn't like you know Trish Stratus in the day, or or Stacy or, or Amon like that when she brought a Jimmy back to the hotel room or got him to the hotel room, you know, the fact that she laid out like, like the fact that this wasn't even about you, this was just strictly to piss your wife off and get her her out of her head and for me to get in there. Like, I really don't give a shit about you, Jimmy. And that right there just puts it at like a conniving schematic. Like, I'm just going to, this is my strategy. I have no intention of trying to sleep with you. Where if you go back to the 90s, it would have been the opposite direction. And I'm, I'm actually happy the fact that they had Jimmy there. When Jimmy showed up, I'm like, really? are they really going to go this route? Like, they're going to do this again? But then they had Naomi there, and I was like, okay, that's cool, because they, like, they're, not, they're not going the deceitful way. They're going with, I brought my wife because she's going to whip your ass also. Like, this ain't going to happen. My wife's going to whip your ass if it tries. And so I think it's, like it's even though they're trying to reach towards the same time of demographic and basis, they really are kind of tweaking it to a whole new storyline. And that's why I think people got to kind of stop looking at the, at the surface of it and look at what's really going on in that. And it's really even though she's kind of basically pulling Jimmy in, it's for one thing. Back in the day, it would have been to bring, give us that sex factor, when right now it's really to build that, that feud
4: between her and Naomi. Since since you didn't watch SmackDown, I'm going to tell you uh, the funny part of it. The Usos were doing a, a photo shoot, and comes in and delivers a little gift to Jimmy Uso. So he opens it, and his brother reaches in and grabs it, and it's a rose, and it's got a little note to it. And his brother's reading the note to him. He's like, you know, Dear Jimmy, I've been a bad girl and I need to go to the Uso penitentiary or some shit like that. And my first thought was, why are you letting your brother read that freaky shit about your wife? Like on national TV. And then of course at the end it said loves Mandy. And they both kind of look at each other and it's got a hotel key in it. That's how the whole, uh, how the whole thing set up. And, and I loved every second of it. So he walks in the hotel room and Mandy's in there in like a little robe or whatever sitting there. And she's, Talking shit to him and she disrobes And she's got lingerie on That, Like I said the lingerie was more clothing than what she wears To the ring so people that are All up in arms about that Miss me with that shit because it's People want the Attitude era back right that's all You hear is we want the attitude Era we're tired of this PG shit and Then you get something that's leaning Towards the attitude era didn't even go There just leaning towards it And everybody's crying You know why because like the little troll says, wrestling fans are fickle. Like, they don't know what they want. They think they know. And then when you try to give them what they want, they complain about it. So she divulges her plan that she didn't really give a shit about Jimmy. And she's just trying to piss Naomi off. Naomi shows up looking like a fucking highlighter in some, like, light green spandex. And they get into <laughs> a fight in the hotel room. And, and I loved every second of it. It was, it was realistic. It was two women that don't like each other. Okay, I'm I'm not trying to be sexist, but let's call a spade a spade. It was two women that don't like each other, and one woman decided she was gonna try to hurt the other woman as much as she can by messing with her husband. Is that not real life, fellas? Do,
5: no, that's totally do, real life, and that's uh, a that, that when I look at Mandy Rose, I look at that that's in her character, and I I agree right. she didn't give a shit about um you know Jimmy or Jay or anybody else. All she was doing was trying to fuck with Naomi. And, uh, and it, it, you know, worked like
4: a charm. And there was even one point in the show where her best friend, Sonia, was like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you just gave him a key to your hotel room. And she was kind of trying to talk her out of it. But she saw her friend was like so far gone. Like, I can't really I can't do shit with this bitch right now. So, I mean, it, it's real life. It's. You know, you you got Samoa Joe attack Mustafa Ali. Why did he do that? Because he's an asshole. Guess what? In real life, some dudes are assholes. Some dudes are Samoa Joe where they just go around throwing their weight around with a bad attitude, fucking with people. And some women that don't like other women want to try to hurt those women doing whatever they can if that includes sleeping with their husband. If you want your wrestling to be real, don't Throw a fucking hissy fit when the wrestling gets real. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't know, man. I just I had a real big problem with the reaction to to what happened last night. When in my eyes, it wasn't even that bad. Like yeah, it you hit a Trish. point there,
2: Chris. Like go you ahead. hit a point with the fact with with you said eight or Samoa Joe and Mustafa Ali. But go back two more months when you have Samoa Joe knocking on on AJ Styles' front door, Wendy, Daddy's home, Wendy, I'm coming home, and everyone's all fucking for it, but then you have, I'm going to give him my key and entice him to come to my hotel room, and they're like, oh, shit, all up in arms. But it's like, really? So it's okay for some dude to show up to some guy's house to see his wife when he's on, a sh- on the road, but she invites the guy to her hotel room, and that's where we draw the line? Come on, people.
1: You're fickle. You're fickle
2: get your shit straight, know what you want,
6: enjoy what's given to you, and quit
5: bitching about it. Yeah, they'll they'll demand something out of the product, and then once they get it out of the product, they realize, oh, that's not what I want. And they keep doing that over and over again, and they keep demanding, oh, this sucks, it doesn't resemble real life at all. And then once you go into a real life situation, oh, it's too far, they went too far with it. You know, you can't talk about uh, Roman's cancer, you can't talk about, you know, this guy's injury, you can't talk about this guy's divorce, you can't talk about this guy's alcohol problem or whatever. But that's what that's what wrestling is. That's what wrestling's always been.
4: Wrestling's yeah, the best when no, it's and that's real. Another point you too. know one of my favorite one of my favorite angles of all time and and I don't even like if if I pick my top fifty favorite wrestlers of all time, neither one of these guys would make it. One of my favorite angles of all time was when it when the internet first became popular and Dirt Sheets first got on the internet and we found out that Edge was sleeping with Lita when Matt Hardy was injured. Matt Hardy got fired and was making all these crazy videos and then when he got rehired and you knew that what they were doing was real was one of my favorite feuds of all time because the shit was real. Edge was really... Sleeping with Lita, not storyline. Like (laughs) Matt Hardy was hurt and she was banging Edge behind his back. Edge was cheating on his wife with Lita, and they ended up being professional about it and turning it into a storyline. I don't give a shit about Edge or Matt Hardy or Lita for that matter. And that was one of the that was some of the most compelling TV I had ever watched with pro wrestling. So I mean, yeah, I remember
2: that storyline. I was fantastic. I'm gonna I was. I'm definitely. I'm a, always been a Hardy's fan, and I was definitely a Lita fan. So I loved that storyline.
5: Yeah, and, and and that that storyline works some all, all over the place. It worked with in TNA with uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and Karen Aaron, Angle, yep, and yep. or Jarrett or whatever she was, um, and Kevin Sullivan, and Chris Benoit back in WCW. I mean, it just. It's an it's an angle that works, and it's it's because it's true to life, and and you can you can actually feel it and see the realism. Um, but nowadays, man, people people want it, and then when they get it, they don't want it anymore.
4: Well, hoop, man, we appreciate the uh, the the feedback and everything. I don't mean to cut you off. We got to get to another topic, and we got one more call that we're going to take beforehand, and like I was telling you, we can't do more than three people all on once, so I appreciate you filling in for Janetti. I mean, uh, Marty, and... Um, wow! <laughs> you
5: went there again! You're a fucking rolling that, Rucker. Hey, man, uh, look, I, I, I appreciate you guys always uh, taking the time to take my call, put me on, uh, fill some gaps or whatever. Uh, Rucker, we'll talk to you later. Marty, I'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh last thing I want to say before I take off is, is just for the record, that uh women's tag title presentation was sucked a dick. So I'll talk to y'all later.
4: Please, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you brother. Peace. <laughs> he did not like that women's tag title presentation, huh?
2: No, he did not.
4: Um, let's see who I think I recognize this number. I uh I'm going to take it, but I'm also looking up something right now as we speak. So let me take this number from 773. 773, Erico, you're live on Boot to the Face. What's up, gentlemen? Greetings from Chicago. Oh, my Chicago. God. Oh, my God. This is a, a, a Twitter <laughs> celebrity, the the redhead rifle himself, Pete i going on gentlemen? Not much. How are you doing today sir? Good, good, good.
0: Everyone was calling in. I said you know what? Why don't I call in? What the hell? I haven't called in yet. And got to hear Joe, got to hear Hoop. So I figured let's, yeah, let's uh, have one more. Let's have a party. When,
2: when was You haven't called in since though, the all-time women's episode, correct?
0: That would be correct, yeah. Yeah, it's, Unfortunately, it's been a good somebody, month yeah, somebody got sick and didn't have a voice, so they couldn't call anyway. I'd be sounding like Triple H or something like that, and Rucker would hang up on me, so I didn't want to do that.
2: Well, I would never hang up on you if you sound like Triple H. If you want to do your best Triple H impression, I'm totally okay with that also.
0: I'll save it for another day. I'll, I'll surprise Rucker and call in his Triple H. Because... You know, he beat Sting in WrestleMania, so he is a pretty good wrestler.
3: You (laughs) bitch. I'm just going to let Becky
4: speak for me from here on out. I'm just going to let Becky talk to me when y'all come to me with that just blatant fucking disrespect. So, I'll be be sitting there and you you talk amongst yourselves.
0: All right, well, Becky's not going to win the Rumble anyway, so, I mean, you can have her talk for you. She's got nothing going on.
4: Wow, you know, oh, you're going you know, there?
2: You first you hit the Triple H, and now you got to hit the Becky. Ow, pizza on a mission becoming full blown heel
0: today. Man, no, I actually you know, believe I, that I, I um, would
4: threaten you, but but I'm pretty sure with you being redheaded and all, it'd be some kind of hate crime. So I'm I'm not even gonna worry I'm, about it. You know, whatever. I you don't have a You clearly don't have a soul anyway. So why would I take what you got to say right. seriously? Oh, oh,
0: oh, well, you know. <clears throat> Well, Becky's around. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope my
4: wife didn't I hope my wife didn't hear that 'cause she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, what's on your mind, brother?
0: Oh, nothing much. I was uh you know, it's WrestleMania season, it's the start of the rumble and um I don't I'm I'm guessing that uh you know there there's the, probably a the plan with one of them winning the Rumble and then the other one feeling left out and winning the Elimination Chamber for a three-way at WrestleMania. But um, hoping WWE throws a swerve at the Rumble that neither Charlotte or Becky win. My hope is that uh, a surprise entrant gets in and win. I would actually like to see Shayna Baszler win. To have Shayna versus Rousey, forget the whole horsewoman thing, let those two fight it out. I think that would be an excellent brawl.
4: Pete's just trying to take the WrestleMania plans and flush them down a the damn toilet. Yeah. I'm fact- not gonna
2: lie. Baszler was kind of, um. I, this morning I was thinking about this too. Cause I'm like, do we get, do we get, well, everyone's thinking, or are they going to give us a swerve? And my thought was saying bet. like, why wouldn't Shayna win it? And if Shana wins it and say, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same along the same lines of getting a Baszler winning that Royal Rumble, her appearance as well. Um, don't really know where to go with that but i i did it did right. kind of cross my mind this morning
0: well my only thing is because everyone talks about oh becky's gonna win or charlotte's gonna win and they're gonna go on to wrestlemania it's like if you're gonna plan that i'm not why would i even watch the rumble if it's already predetermined i mean if you're gonna have 30 other women show up and then oh you know it's becky or charlotte's gonna be one of them why not throw us a swerve and surprise us with something else? I mean, I don't want Sasha. I don't want Bailey. I mean, the only one who could literally probably face Rhonda would be Shayna. I think people would actually, people would be like, change their minds. Like, oh, I kind of would like to see that, see these two badass women go at each other and do it for the title. Nothing against Becky or Charlotte because that's the obvious choice. But if, you know, we want change, give us something different. Throw it with Shayna. See what happens. My only problem um, with that is
2: I feel like they would give the match to Ronda. And I I honestly think that Shayna in a wrestling ring would beat the shit out of Ronda. But I don't think they'd go that route. And that's what irritates me about that.
4: Right. But my, my thing,
0: thing
4: with that, is, too, um, didn't
0: Ronda... Go ahead, Pete. Oh, I was going to say, doesn't, uh, didn't Ronda only have a one-year contract anyway, WrestleMania to WrestleMania?
4: Or was there an extension we didn't hear about i don't I don't know what her contract status is, but um, you hit on a point a minute ago that i wanna i wanna kind of dive into a little bit i you know this whole wrestling twitter thing we're all a part of it. We all follow people that talk and 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 tweet about wrestling all day long I don't like. People that want to break the news when they quote-unquote find out what the main event to WrestleMania is going to be, who's going to be the role. Like, I don't want to read that. I want to go into it not knowing. So I, I completely agree with you on one hand. On the other hand, I've been wanting to see Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey since Survivor Series, which was like, what, October? November, something like that. November. So if it's gonna happen at WrestleMania, I don't think you can have Baszler and Rousey at WrestleMania as the main event. There's two things I want: I want to see the women in the main event, and I want to see Becky Lynch fight Ronda Rousey. I got a feeling they're gonna shoehorn Charlotte into it, you know. If that happens, whatever. But like you said, I just I'm not a fan of everybody wanting to be the first one to tell you, oh, look, I found out what the plans are for WrestleMania 36. It's a fucking year and a half away. Like, who right. gives a shit? Uh, I found out who's going to win the male Royal Rumble. And then it's not even a link. It's, you know, it'll be like a picture of somebody, so you read what's written, and before you know it, you've been ear-raped, and now you've got a feeling who's going to win the Royal Rumble. And And I completely agree with you. I don't like the... And that's not even on WWE, that's fucking people like us that just I'm I'm not saying we do it, I'm saying just regular people like us that get a hold of these stories and they feel like they have to tell everybody about it. Let's go back to the days pre internet where the Royal Rumble's in two weeks, we're gonna go watch the Royal Rumble in two weeks and we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Like that just we don't know who's in it, we don't know anything. To me that's more fun. Yeah, I mean I, call me call me old yeah. fashioned. That's more fun.
0: No, that's the way it should be. I mean that's like the same thing with uh you know, oh uh Sasha and Bailey are gonna be your first tag women tag team champions. Why? And who made that up and give us something different. Give us that change. Because but it's already like, oh, they already won the titles. But we just got the titles.
4: Well, I for one hope so because I drafted them in our draft, so I'm completely cool with them winning the titles. But I won't uh, that I the that and Marty's winning? But
2: it is. After after last week I'm still up in the poll, I'm just saying. Uh um, last
4: two Finn Didn't Be- Tony Storm How? win the title.
2: Yeah, that's only yeah, and then Finn Balor showed up and won a match also. But I was already winning. Yeah, but it before wasn't a pay per view.
4: Oh yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, it, it was takeover the pay per view. <clears throat> if that's okay, right, the case, right, right. calm don't down.
4: Count. Nobody likes a braggart. So, anyway, calm down.
2: I wasn't bragging. pizza when one brought it up. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. All I was gonna say was the fact that, you know, I don't, I, I, I can't stand when people try to throw the dirt sheets out there. And this is what I found. This is what's gonna happen. No one gives a shit. Quit trying to ruin the the excitement and the the, you know, the the event for everybody else. And when it comes down to the dirt sheets, especially the rumble, it's not even the dirt sheets. It's when the WWE starts announcing, oh, these people are gonna be in the event. And then by the end of it all, we know 28 of the 30 entrants into the match, and you take away the excitement of who might show up. And at that point, it's like, oh, well, we know where legends are going to show up and have the surprise entry, but what about everybody who's going to show up other than that? And so not only do the dirt sheets and people who want to throw it out there, but it's the WWE who continually does that shit to themselves. Oh, guess what? John Cena's back on Monday. This person's back on Tuesday. Don't tell me. Let me have that excitement of when they show up and nobody knows. That's why one of the greatest returns over the last decade has been when the Hardys returned at WrestleMania. Nobody knew yes. it. People anticipated it and expected it because the fact they lost the belts to the Bucks the night before. So it was, all, it was very much a possibility, but nobody knew it. Nobody in the organization with the exception of Hunter, the, the, the Hardys, and Vince knew that they were there until they walked out of that trailer into the backstage. And then they're hit it, and everyone went crazy. There's a reason why. Because the surprise factor was there, and they didn't blow their load to let everyone know
4: about it. Uh, I just got some breaking news. Uh, the Bastion Booger is going to enter the Royal Rumble this year from the WWE app, so expect that when you uh, watch in two weeks.
0: Well, I also heard that uh, since Ric Flair is cleared to Russell, he's going to enter at number one and try to relive 1992. Oh,
2: wow. And if you you didn't know it already, the reason why I'm going to Phoenix on Rumble is because I'm going to be an N.C. Oswald also, just so you know.
0: Oh, shit.
4: You're going to get eliminated faster than fucking Drew Carey did.
2: Drew Carey was in there for at least three entrants until so he jumped out.
4: That's what you I said. eliminated get quicker. Kane, like,
0: I'm, like, I'm pretty, pretty sure did. the
2: Hardys, I'm pretty sure the Hardys were eliminated both before Drew Carey was.
4: Well that's neither here nor there. Quit quit spoiling yeah. stuff for people if you're listening out there. Sorry. Stop tweeting shit like that out there. We don't want to hear about who you heard is going to win the Royal Rumble or who's going to main event WrestleMania 47. We don't give a shit. We like to be surprised. We're old. Don't make me delete my Twitter and my Facebook because I don't want to. So stop being a dick.
0: All right. Well, I will let you guys go. I just wanted to call and say hello. Happy New Year and all that fun stuff. But I will leave you with one question, speaking of women's wrestling. Uh, for the women's tag titles, if Sasha and Bailey can't win them, who would you guys like to see as the first women's tag team champions?
2: Fire and Desire.
4: Who the hell is Fire and Desire?
0: Mandy. Mandy
2: and Sonya.
4: Oh, every time you say Fire and Desire, I think of Scott Norton and uh, Ice Train. <laughs> <laughs> You remember them? Does anybody remember them? Just what the hell is it? Uh,
0: I remember them but not as a tag team.
4: <laughs> no, Ice Train and Scott Norton were a tag team. It was like fire and ice. They were tag team on Monday Nitro circa 1997 or something before the nwo. They were fire and ice. <laughs> that,
0: that was during uh, my wrestling timeout. I apologize.
4: If if I had to pick and it wasn't Sasha and Bailey. Um, damn, that's a that's a good one. Um, I would go with the Riot Squad. I would let them do the the kind of Freebird rules where or New Day rules because it's more modern. I would let them win it, and I'd let them pick which two they got to defend it every night, and let the other one cheat to where they get a lengthy. Title run without giving the titles up so quick. I'd I'd go for the riot squad.
0: I would vote for them too. Actually,
2: I would. It, just because I don't want to see them with the belts. But that's just me.
4: Well, Peter, we appreciate it as usual, brother. Appreciate all the support. and uh, The retweets and whatnot. Even if you do hate Sting, you know whatever. Um, well, I don't sting. hate Sting.
0: I I mean, clearly
4: clearly, clearly it's because Sting always beat the shit out of Ric Flair, so I I, I see why you're mad.
0: Uh, I'm going to be like those Yankees fans. How many world titles for the champ and how many world titles for the Stinger?
4: I mean, technically, if you want to add them up, Sting's got more world titles than Ric Flair. I'm just saying He, he did go to TNA and win the title at Boundful of Glory like six years in a row. P. N. A. P. N. A. I've I've, right
0: I've heard of them. Um, were they any good? <laughs> What's well,
4: been good talking to Disrespect. here, names. sir. Have a good. One. It's good, good to, good to hear
0: from your brother. Hi, right, John. Have a good night.
4: Please. You too. Women's tag titles. Um, Marty this is a good segue. I told you earlier I was on the Irish Whip podcast and one of the, the things we were talking about was uh Wild Women are Wrestling. And you, sir, are a good person to talk to that about because you actually went to the tapings that took place in California. Um, what was supposed to happen on Irish Whip today is they were supposed to talk to Amber O'Neal for whatever reason that didn't happen and we got to talking about women's pay and Women's wrestling and things of that nature. So on the line right now we have one half of the hosts of the Irish Whip podcast. Is there a yeti in the house? What's up? Uh, what's up, yo? How are you, man? How's
6: it going? How you doing,
4: man?
2: <laughs>
6: what's up, Marty? How are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good. About yourself? Good, good, man. I uh, we had a pretty heated. I I shouldn't say we. Really? Should I, Chris? I should just say me, right? I, I <laughs> think I had to heated the conversation with myself.
4: Yeah, yeah, he was—he uh, was a little animated, and then uh, the talk went to. Yeah, Hulk now Hogan I wish I got, was
2: involved. And I thought, oh, Hulk Hogan, all right, here we yeah, go.
4: Yeah, the, the the combo went towards Hulk Hogan. I got a little animated, so it's you can hear me. <laughs> On the Irish Whip podcast, on the next one they drop. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the date for it is, but if you subscribe, it'll just pop up on your iPhone like it does mine.
6: Yeah, we'll we'll have it out Sunday. But here's the thing: is is that the difference is, and this is how I will always explain it to people when they ask me, how do you explain Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea? How do you explain the? <clears throat> was it him? Was it not him? Did he say the n word? Did he not? Yes, he did. He used the N-word. He used it explicitly m- more than several times. And It was both Terry Belia and Hulk Hogan. Here's the difference between the two. Hulk Hogan says he's got a fucking 10-inch penis. Terry Belia is six. So, whichever one you believe, they both have small pricks. <laughs> 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 That's coming from a dude that is he was my childhood hero, but he is a racist fucking piece of shit. Um wrong story short man is uh marty we had a <clears throat> we had um, agreements for girls to start coming on the podcast um it was made aware that um there was only uh, a corporate got involved right and as we all know mm-hmm. um anybody that is in the professional wrestling business, whether you are a booker, a writer, a producer, uh, a, a whatever you are, right? Typically a worker is always going to be an independent contractor, no benefits, no pay, nothing other than a paycheck from royalties and maybe what we decide to pay you. Correct? Correct. Okay. If I am am I false in making that statement, am I arrogant, am I off base? No. No, you're no, good. You're not hey. off base at all. Okay. So here's where I'm at with that is that when you have a company or a billionaire or billionaires to be more specific in Mark Cuban, Jeannie bus access TV, um, direct TV, all these people that are making this money off of these female athletes, off of these performers, off of these people that make art form for us to enjoy on a regular basis are indeed independent contractors. Um, and in doing so, um, I, I haven't confirmed, I can't confirm, I can't deny, I can't, whatever, right? It's it's in the middle. All I know is that if I want to have access to or interview anybody that is on a WOW Superheroes roster, um, that has to go through corporate, right? All right. So would you not assume or would you not think when people say it has to go through corporate, like is this just another one of those hello, look at me, look at all this shit out here, even though I have a billion dollars, ladies, even though I'm promoting you as the first premier women's all-wrestling show when we all as professional wrestling fans know that Rise by Kevin B of DTWA that you can watch on Twitch and other places is actually the place where this started. Shimmer. I mean, there's all sorts of other places, right? So my problem Absolutely. is that if you're gonna if if you're gonna play this game of restricting independent contractors of where they can appear, where they cannot appear, where they can ex- get exposure, and where they can't get exposure, then put your money where your mouth is and give these girls benefits. I,
2: here's the thing: I would agree with that too. And when you talk about you know shimmer, shine, rise, you know, and, and along the lane of that, all these other organizations that have done it first and started it, my, my thing with it is, one, yes, put the money where, where your know, mouth is and pay them all this infer- all this money. But here's my thing. This is for a show that is an episodic season. So they're not wrestling all year long. They're wrestling maybe a month and a half for a four-month season that will be played out over a weekly basis. For this time period, so for my thoughts is you have them on contract with your organization, but it's not a continuous situation. You're not film, You're not. You know. You're not the WWE. You're you're showing and performing year long. You're performing for a month and a half, and then you're airing it months later on TV. So at that point, I don't. I don't see how they have that right, or they should be limiting what these women can do when they are only hiring them for a short period of time.
6: Okay, and and tell me and I'm and I I talked about this with Chris earlier, right? Cuz I'm a dad, I'm a father, I can be a grandfather. I mean, I'm a I'm an uncle. I'm an all sorts of things to females in my life, right? Um ultimately, I want to be a role model for them. Like that's ultimately what I want to be is the a a person that they look up to when it comes to you know, as messed up as I am when they call me the crazy uncle, when shit hits the fan, like, I want to be the dude they call, right? Mm -hmm. So when I make that statement and I make it a full volition of admitting that I may have a weakness for that part of me, which may or may not be a character defect. However, if I'm running a company, a business, whatever I'm doing, if my main focus and my main product is that individual, I'm going to make sure that they are absolutely 100% beyond a shadow of without taken care of. And this is industry-wide, man. This just, just isn't wow superheroes. This is just one of those things that after a decade long, I thought these, and excuse me if I get racist with this, but I can, privileged, white, elitist think they can do and say whatever they want over whoever they want. Have got to come to a point where they realize this is not acceptable behavior anymore.
4: Everybody am I right or Just wrong, got man? quiet. That was that was. Yeah, my I right? Or right, wrong. right there.
2: I,
6: I I I believe you're completely correct there. I mean, it's dude. I'm 43 years old, right? And as cup to come to an adjustment where it's not brown panties match, man. It's not about Seeing that shit on Raw and SmackDown, to me, that is one of two things. Like I can I can tell my nieces or I can tell my daughters or whatever. Like this is this is the person they choose to be, but that's not the person you choose to be, right? But as the WWE universe sees it, is that's what you should. That's you're babysitting my daughter. Don't show her that. That's not professional wrestling, folks. That's not what this is for. Okay, these are not role models per se. If you want role models, then you go out and you find them on the independent wrestling scene and you show them what it takes to get to where these people are where then they can be their alter ego. They can be that bipolar. They can be that alternate universe if they want to be or they can be who they choose to be. That's the difference. John Cena will always be a face. He will never turn heel. He will never be Hogan. He will never be NWO black and white but that's his choice. That's the contract he's made. So, as you know, people would keep crying about this whole, I want the attitude her. I want the attitude her. You know what? You're full of shit. If you're bitching about the fact that you just saw a little tits and ass on Ron Smackdown, True. Um, and you're also, you're also a little full of shit. If you didn't enjoy the entire match that CN 10 put on for us, I mean, that was huge. I mean, almost as getting a shot, but here's the thing. If, if, WWE Universe continues to stifle what they ask for and bitch about what they get, AEW is going to kill them. AEW will kill them. Sorry.
4: Marty?
2: Uh, No, I mean, you didn't say anything wrong there. I mean, I completely agree. If the WWE doesn't adapt to what's being done and the A and AEW continues down this path that they're showing us they're gonna go down and providing these lifestyles and opportunities and privileges that nobody else is giving them. We don't even know the landscape of what they're gonna be providing as far as a product, how often, how consistent, anything like that. But the fact that they're gonna you know, they're looking to take care of the people that are coming to perform for them as well as letting them still do other things. The WWE isn't offering that to any of them. They are still contracted employees. They're going to throw money their way to those who they want staying there and those who they don't want going anywhere else. But with the AEW, they're you know, they looking to take care of people because they know they're going to get a better product, and they know they're going to get the product that we want to see. And at that point, yes, I agree 100%. The, if they go down that path and the WWE continually goes down theirs, that AEW will eventually surpass what WWE is giving us and providing to the fans.
4: But what's that going to get them? Is that going to – are they going to start selling out stadiums? Are they going to start getting better ratings? Or is it just going to be a a niche product of of the underground bully club type stuff? Because we talked about this earlier, here's, Josh, here's and, I... and Marty, I've talked about – Talked about this with you also is all these guys were in ROH in New Japan and like I said, besides the big shows, they could barely get a thousand. Marty, we went to Center Stage in Atlanta, and there was less than five hundred people at that show. Cody, the Young Bucks, SCU was there. Uh, Jeff Cobb made several appearances. Uh, the Women of Honor were there. Like the card was stacked, and it was a lot of fun. But they were running at center stage in Atlanta, a building that's old as George Jefferson, where they couldn't even have fucking air conditioner in there in the middle of July. Like, everybody says they want change, and they say they want this new product, and they say they're going to do this. But when it comes to putting your money down and actually doing it, they don't Oh, shit. Sorry, boys. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm too Yeah, and I get what you're like saying. A, I'm, I'm I get trying, what you're saying. I'm not trying to be. But at the same
2: time, yeah, no, I
1: know. Let, but at let, the same time, let me, Ring
2: of Honor let me, isn't giving a weekly show. They're not giving a consistent show to where people can watch it on a consistent basis. Where if AEW with the connections they have, that can put the product on TV in front of people's eyes, they will see it. TNA tries to do it and continually shits on the product that's given to people and basically does the same with the, with the fans when they have to make them change what channel they're watching their product on. AEW, if they can do this right and see what everyone's done wrong, they can easily give us a product that nobody else is giving us because they're gonna, if they can give us the wrestling we want on a channel that's going to be consistent and with, with wrestlers who want to perform and are going to perform at a high level, I don't think we're seeing this, you know, next tier ROH. I think we're seeing or these upper class indies. I think we're seeing a quality product put at a high level because they're given the opportunity to be done so. Where everybody else, they're not being given those opportunities to be given a a higher chance. Yeah, I I know when we were at Center Stage, you know, it wasn't, you know, it it was sold out, but it wasn't, you know, that many people compared to a WWE show. Uh, I've been to other shows where they had more people there than they did at center stage. So it just depends on where you're at and what you're doing and the visibility that they're giving to their product. And I think that that's where this is going to be, whether they make it or break it, is what kind of product they're going to provide and how they're going to provide it to the fans.
4: Well, the the TNA thing, um, they were on Spike TV for years. They were doing a million plus views every week. They they got to the point where they even went head to head with Monday Night Raw, which was a dumb thing. They toured, um they had the, the red and yellow Racist. they had Sting, they had Flair, they had AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, they had all these young guys and they had all these veterans. They had a it was like WCW all over again. But At the end of the day, the people didn't show up, and that's when they started changing channels. That's when they started losing money and turning the roster over. But, you know, early, mid-2000s, TNA gave you everything you wanted that wasn't the WWE that people were clamoring for, and they still didn't watch it. So I'm hoping AEW doesn't run into that problem because right now, wrestling is as hot as it's been in years. Um, You're not going to see... 9 million people watching it every Monday. But in the grand scope of it, if you add in all the indies and New Japan and just just how hot it is, wrestling's more popular now than any time I can remember, at least since the mid-90s. So wrestling's doing fine. I just... I'm just skeptical about... What's going to happen with the AEW? But again, I'm not trying to be negative. I don't don't want people to think that I'm shitting on it and wishing it ill will. I hope it succeeds because competition, the last time we had real competition, what happened? We got the Monday Night Wars. So I'm here for it, man. I just, I'll believe it when I see it. That's my, that'll be my t-shirt. I'll believe it when I see it.
6: Here's my and I Chris I and and Marty both of you I I understand and respect 100% where both of you are coming from, and the, here's my here's my contention and here's where I'm at is I've got um, kids that are growing up and kids that have grown up and I've watched them grow up and I've watched them um, consume wrestling in different manners in different ways than I have, and they also consume media. Way differently than I do or ever have. Like the generation that's coming up right now is there's no cable, there's no satellite, there's no money. They are literally on YouTube. And when I say this is like, like being the elite, like hashtag BTE. Like B hashtag BTE has almost 300,000 subscribers. Literally. So the the concept of what we thought was or is professional wrestling now is literally changing or is being changed by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and, and what they're doing with AEW and I think the Kahn family sees that in not only how their kids are consuming media but how the entire universe as far I should say universe how the entire world including Look at the wrestling you using community, it, is, corporate community I know right dude it's, it's consuming. Um, It's how they consume it. It's not so much how we want to absorb it, but it's how this younger generation is starting to consume the media. And I think, um, you know, Matt and Nick, along with their wife and Cody, and I think, you know, they're, they're really doing it right. And when I talk about this, I'm just so, I'm, I'm just, I'm, the fact that Flip is under that lane, I thought, that Marty Skrull is under that wing, the fact that Brody King is under that wing, the fact that PCO is under that wing. It's just the pieces are in place for a very, very huge movement and a huge thing that no other podcast, no other people, they're, they're not that forward thinking enough to look at the elite when they focus and they do things like the t- the tweet they sent today is like, you know, all five of them will see you in Los Angeles, all each individually, but yet separately Tweeting where they're going to be at What they're doing Dude this is Like you guys thought Russia was into fucking Like voting and shit Like AEW is in and beyond WWE Further than they can even imagine
4: Well you do have reports um, I'm scrolling through right now <laughs> That the revival i ask for their release Which Joe talked about earlier And then I just saw Maria Kanellis And Mike Canellis Bennett, because <laughs> he took her last name. Um, it, it's reported that they asked for their release, too. So it's, it's going to be fun with all this moving around. It's almost like, all right, Marty, you're a Packers fan. Um, J2, JP, Yeti, you're a Steelers fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. When your team doesn't win the Super Bowl, what's the most thing you look forward to most? The draft and free agency period. That's what this is. This is just going to be one big-ass free agency period in wrestling where people are going to be moving back and forth. You're going to see matches that you probably never thought you would saw. matches that you've wanted to see. So it will be fun. I just want the fans to to show up and provide the numbers that they're going to need. Succeed. I'm putting this more on the fans than I am on AEW themselves. I think they'll be fine. I'm putting this more on the consumers of the product. That that makes sense. Did I lose y'all? Hello. No, I'm
2: here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I got you.
2: All right. No, you're you're not far fetched there. It, it has to if they're if AEW is going to give us a a product worth watching that we're all going to clamor to want to see and a product we want and have been looking and asking for, but the fans don't show up, then not only are you do a disservice to the people who are giving us this product, but you're a damn hypocrite because you're asking for something, but then you're not going to tune in to watch it. Then why the hell are you even asking for something? At that point, go hide in your cave, go turn on the TV, watch the two shows that are broadcasted all week or every week, just complain about it, but then don't ever ask for something different or complain about what you're watching. If that's the case, if you are not, uh, you know, not happy with what you're watching, your ass better be tuning into AEW and seeing what they have to at least offer us. If you're not, you're, you know, it's like those people who and I hate to get political here, but if you're not going to vote, then your political opinion doesn't mean shit to me, and that's the kind of the same route.
4: Completely agreed. Completely agreed. Um, you got any updates on our scoreboard? Or, um, yeah, one second. I got it right here. Because we're uh, we've been going an hour and a half minutes. This time flies by when we're doing this. So I just updated it um just a couple nights ago. <clears throat> And you tell me that you are went. I'm trusting you with the scoreboard. I'm not gonna. No, no, I'm so not gonna.
2: Here's the thing, and I, I will email you a copy of this. Cause I have the I have the events that I've played. I have who's been matching on what show. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm trying to put you know put it all together. After the you, man. the I'm Enix, not even worry after, it, after NXT I, I UK, have
4: that my squad is gonna be December 31st, 2019. I have full confidence that Team Rucker is going to smash Team Beard. Fair enough.
2: Um, so after three events, because wait, we wait, have Wrestle well, Kingdom.
4: you say fair enough? Is that just your way of saying it? You don't give a fuck what I just said? Because that's what it that sounded like.
2: I mean, I'm just saying we'll see what happens. But, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so... Before next week, we've had three events so far. One from um, – actually, I'm sorry. We have, we've had four events so far. We've had wow. one from TNA, one from New Japan, one from Ring of Honor, and one from NXT. And right now, the score is 16 to 10. I am in favor.
4: That's not bad. And, had-
2: and to come down to it, it, ha- it really does have to come down to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you did have a lot of events or a lot of matches at Wrestle Kingdom. You had more matches at Wrestle Kingdom than I did. But my matches were for titles, and they won those titles. So that's kind of what's kind of bumped me up, and it carried me over. Um, so, then, you know, that and that's kind of where that's come from. Uh, come next weekend, though, it's going to be a little bit different story with uh, Phoenix and Royal Rumble. So we'll see what happens. To end the month off, but I think it's going to be a much closer than sixteen to ten come Royal Rumble weekend.
4: I'm down for it. I like it. I like this. Uh, we got to figure out a way to to get like an updated scorecard after every event put up and and let people follow along. They can see me kicking your ass. Because come Royal Rumble, <laughs> I'm taking it lead and I'm not I'm not giving it up. Um, well,
2: let's just remember this: we, I have Finn Balor who's gonna win the title, so that's you know four points right there. Uh, Seth Rollins is gonna win the Royal Rumble, that's another two points right there. Uh, you know, just, Charlotte Flair is gonna win the women's Royal Rumble, so there's another couple, another point right there. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, you are gonna get some points because you got you know Ronda and Becky and uh, you know, so we'll see what happens, but it's. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of exciting. I kind of enjoy it.
4: Speaking of, we've gone an hour and a half, and we've barely talked about the man. You brought it up earlier. She rode up in an Escalade, hops out of the car, starts off the show. Um, did it remind you of of like how they used to treat the rock and stone cold back in the day, or am I reaching with that?
2: No. I mean, I said the exact same comment about an hour ago. The, it, when sorry. she pulled up, not only did she pull up looking like a badass in the car, but she got out like a badass. And it was reminiscent of when Austin or The Rock would pull up backstage and they'd get all excited. JR and King but be like, oh, no, The Rock's here. Stone Cold's showing up. It was basically the same kind of thing. And then she just walks through the backstage arena. And, you know, you have a little skit going on. And then she jumps in and takes over that skin. It would have been no different from The Rock walking up to somebody and putting them in their spot and then, you know making them know their role and walking up. It would be no different than Austin coming in, grabbing a beer, slamming it down, or kicking somebody and throwing them against the wall. It was the same kind of, I would say, Attitude Era-esque because that's the kind of stuff we got to see from the main stars come as era. we don't really see that much Anymore and I think we Should you know whether it be Uh you know the man Or it be you know Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins or something like that We don't see that anymore And we you know and I think that That kind of just it elevated Her to that like Status they used to hold Austin and the rock
4: I completely agree um I will say this. The one part that I would nitpick is everything you just said. She got out looking like a badass. She walked up on Heavy Machinery, who I don't know that well, but I think are hilarious the first two days they've been on TV. She walked up to them, drank that nasty-ass drink. You got New Day in the background singing Mystical while she's walking out. The
2: man right
4: here. Xavier
2: out. Woods wearing the man shirt. He made that shit known by opening up his his windbreaker. Also,
4: <laughs> she walks out. She cuts a damn good promo, and and what I've been doing lately is I've been listening to the crowd. Um, because there's been a lot of negativity. Like, like we talked about earlier, wrestling fans are fickle. They wanted Becky on top. Now WWE said, okay, we're going to push her. And I don't know about you, but I see a lot of negativity about her now. But we, we'll we we'll talk about that at another show, I guess. So I've been kind of listening to the crowd reaction to see if that's spilling over into the arena. And it's not. Like, they hung on her every word. And then when Oscar came out, you got people saying it's because Oscar doesn't speak English well. No, let's not go there. People were chanting what at Oscar because she was standing on the other side of Becky Lynch. Because oscar has been out in the ring a million times not able to speak English well. And nobody disrespects her like that. That had everything to do with the fact that she was standing on the other side of Becky. Oscar came out. They stared at each other. Becky looked at the crowd and the crowd started chanting her name. All right? You got all that happening. And then... She has a 10-minute match going back and forth with uh, Peyton Royce. That's where you lose me. She comes out. She does all that. She looks completely badass. And then you have a supermodel kicking her ass for 10 minutes. And she pulls out a win with a reversal on an on-bar. But you want me to believe that she can beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania? You you see where the disconnect so is? That, or it, am it, I crazy?
2: Yes. No, no, you're not. And Here's what irritated me about that whole thing, too. I, I'm a fan of Peyton Royce. I like Peyton Royce. I don't care for Billy Kay I, I or mean for Billie, I didn't whatever mean to her name it. is. Um, Real quick, Billy I, you know,
4: I, I wasn't trying to put her down by saying like a supermodel. No, 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 or no. no. That's, that's the way she's no, been booked.
2: No. I know you're not. But no, but what I'm going to get to is the fact that we have Billy, or you know, we have her take out Peyton Royce and have like if you compare it, it was a decent match and it went longer. But I felt it went longer than it should have been with the fact that they make Becky to be the man and the biz badass. She should have beat her much faster just to have – this is what irritated me. They have Asuka come in and, and going off in Japanese and, and whatever. It, and you know what? That, to me, is a disconnect because nobody knows what she's saying. Obviously, we can tell she's upset. But it's like, really? Like, why do you do that? Like, at least – you know, they talk about the, the, the disconnect with Nakamura, but at least Nakamura is speaking English. You know, that's like if Kenny Omega were to come and say, I'm not speaking English. I'm going to speak Japanese cause that's what I've been doing for the last X amount of years. But they have her go chase down Billy Kay, and, and then bring her in the ring and then beat her quickly. Well, here's my thought: is you want to make Oscar look phenomenal and great because she's a champion. You want to, but you want to make Becky, who's been running the, the the division, not just for the brand but for the organization, for the last four or five months, and you want to make her have a full on match with this person. But then you have Billy Kay just tap out really quick. My thoughts are one. Billy Kay is nowhere near the same talent as Peyton Royce at all. So, you know, one, Becky should be Peyton a little bit more, but she's more the talented of the two. And when you put, you know, Billy Kay in the ring, she should be tapping quickly. So you're making her look good. It's like no different than having Braun Strowman come in and beat a local jobber within five seconds, but then have Seth Rollins go, the, you know, the length of a match with, you know, somebody else. It's, it's it's like the talent level isn't equivalent, so it's it, that's where for me the disconnect was at. I
4: completely agree, and that was the only uh, nitpicking I had with the man. But other than that, like I said, man, the show started with her. She came in, she whooped ass, she left. Uh, oh, I, I'm. The other thing is, what was up with AJ Styles? Like they're they're squaring off with each other. His music hits. They leave the ring. And then he doesn't even say anything. he just walks up like that was another thing. It was like they they put her up as a superstar, her and Oscar both, and then they let a j Styles walk down and just kill everything that they were building. I don't know man it was it was a weird like twelve minute ending to what started out as so good but but like I said, man, they're finally building her up as a superstar um I was nervous that they were gonna make Charlotte get into that match now. I'm leaning more and more towards Rhonda and Becky. I'm feeling more comfortable about it, which clearly means that Becky's gonna end up wrestling Naomi on the pre show at WrestleMania, so. <laughs> but yeah. Any other thoughts on uh what took place this week, Marty, or are we gonna get out of here?
2: Uh, no, I don't really have any I don't have too many other thoughts to go forward um, I think we've had some good content uh, I, think, I think a lot of this Getting out of the way now Sets us up for having a, a damn good Raw pre, a Royal Rumble pre-show next week
4: Royal Rumble pre-show Next week And if it's good with you I want to get another list Of tag teams uh, We did the top women We did the top personalities I do want to go tag teams Maybe we'll do five Ten maybe too much. Um,
2: Uh, Yeah, I think five would be a good number.
4: But two weeks from today, we will do our top five tag teams of all time. So if you're listening, and you got a list, you are more than welcome to tweet, call in, and talk about it. That's what we're here for: interactive wrestling podcast with, you know, Marty and Chris, two regular guys. That love wrestling. Uh plug some shit real quick. Pro com slash boot to the face. Go buy a t shirt. I'm wearing one now. It's very comfortable. Uh, and then at Boot to the Face on Twitter. At a bearded master on Twitter, and at Chris Ruckers show on Twitter. Marty you got anything else? No, I don't. Um can you listen in
2: um, Definitely appreciate all the calls we got. That's awesome Keep calling in We love the interaction uh, We like hearing all the different voices That call in um, Keep them coming
4: Yep I uh, I apologize for <laughs> I'm sorry I just saw something on my phone It's funny I'll tell you about it in a second I apologize for how discombobulated I was When I started But literally when I When I started the show We had two calls on there already So I didn't even get to make an intro so I apologize for the, the unorganization, but Pete Opelis, uh Josie, I'm That Hoop, the Yeti Josh, Robert Custis, we appreciate everybody for calling in. Thank you all. Appreciate the love. And we will catch you all next week for our Royal Rumble preview show. Call in. Tell us who you think's going to win. And we will catch you next week. I've been Chris Rucker from Marty Vasquez saying
2: peace. Later.